brothers and sisters. What is crack-a-lackin' and booty-smackin'? Welcome to another episode of the Real Nostalgia Podcast, coming to you live and direct from a broom closet on some mythical island. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? What's cracking people out there? Uh, Welcome back for another episode. Uh, just a warning. Uh, this this episode might be a little. Uh, this episode might be a little rough. <laughs> I'm gonna come we're out and say like, that my back is killing me right like now. Down. And uh, yeah, we were struggling for a topic this week, and uh, it's a little different this week. We right now we're gonna be going through like a transition, so a lot of these episodes are gonna be a little different from what we normally do. But um, yeah, we're gonna figure it out as we go. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. But uh, yeah, welcome to another episode of Real Nostalgia Podcast. How you doing, Ruben? Not good, brethren. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, brethren? <laughs> um, uh, dude, I'm on some uh, amoxicillin right now, and it's like fucking me up, dude. It's, it's got really? me all kinds of fucked up, yeah. All right, so tell the people what happened. Oh, dude. Okay, so it's been a week, man. It's been <laughs> it's been a week. So yeah. So last week, I think we talked about uh, yeah, how, been, like breaking how his tooth. Broke my tooth, yeah. So that that all happened. I broke my tooth. They got it fixed and everything. And then like the dentist gave me um, amoxicillin, amoxicillin and codeine. So anyway, um, I started taking the amoxicillin, right? And it just like my body just did not react right to it. Like my stomach has been like all fucked up and like I've had like a headache. And then a day after I started taking it, like I lost my sense of taste. So like <laughs> so like right away, I'm just like oh fuck, you know, like I got, I got the vid, and um, yeah. you know so. I scheduled an appointment and I got tested today, but I went and I got a rapid test through yeah. through CVS and um, tested negative. You know, COVID free is the way to be <laughs> since '93. <laughs> and uh, but still, that test experience was pretty cool. I mean, like I I scheduled it through the CVS website. Yeah, and, it's um, crazy how you got a test. I try all the time. Yeah, I got lucky, man. Like, cause like it was just one spot, like at 11:15, like a day later. And then I yeah. just went through the process. Because once you start the process, it saves you your spot, you know? So I think that's how I got lucky. Because yeah. then I had to put in all my information. But, yeah, but, like, I just drove over there. They had, like, these these spots open. There's, like, six spots, so like, uh, parking spots. And you just park there. And then they walk up to you from, like, they have, like, a little, like, uh, makeshift, like, office outside. And yeah. then they just walk up to you. And then they just kind of, like, take a picture of your ID and your insurance card. And then they give you the Q-tip or the, the little vial and stuff. And then, like, you do your yeah, nose swab. And, um, yeah, then they say, okay, we'll, we'll be back in 15 minutes, you know, with your results. And then you just, and then you just sit there and wait. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, oh fuck, you know, like I might have the vid. What do they give but, you an envelope or a paper or something? They gave me a, uh, no, they just gave me a paper and they had a link and then they said, just go to this site like later on tonight and it'll have your physical copy of it being like negative. But, oh, but they, okay. so but they, they tell you, they, they tell, tell you. you, yeah, they tell you. So you have to wait there for them to come back. Yeah. You know, so then, um. Yeah, so then I waited, and then they came back and told me I was negative. But um, yeah, but that that girl that did it, dude, she got like all up into my car and stuff. Like I, I thought it was gonna be like, you know, like they have those um those arms that that give you the stuff, and like, they just walk right up to your car. I was yeah. surprised, but yeah, um, so yeah, so I don't know what the hell is happening with my sense of taste. It's either the I got some nerve damage from the the surgery, or yeah, or the amoxicillin's taking my my taste. Well, you scared all of us because you were like, oh, I have no taste. But then you were like, you got mad specific and you're like, well, I could taste stuff in the back of my throat. But yeah. I was... like my tongue. And I was like, well, bro, then you ain't got the rota, bro. <laughs> well, because I had like, like wires are crossed. I had, I had wires. 
Jesus Christ. I had Your like nerves I had like stomach issues and I had a headache and then like it, but what happened was like I lost my taste and then I started getting them back. Like right now, like like earlier I told you it was like eighty percent back. But like mm-hmm. it's I had dinner today and it was I would say more like sixty percent, you know? Like I had a yeah like a fish burrito and it didn't taste anything. Like it just like like super bland, you know? And usually that spot's yeah. pretty good. But um yeah, so I mean there's some improvement. I'm getting it back, you know, but but yeah, like that I can't taste like any sweet. Like right now it's just kinda like no sweet at all. But like Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. No, I feel you. Like, uh, right now, I was like, uh, this whole week, I've been, like, freaking out. I thought I had, like, a fucking Rona scare. Did I tell you? I told. I don't know if I told on a podcast, but I tell you, I told you. I was, like, freaking out. And then, you know, you just start, like, getting paranoid, you know? Like, yeah. okay, well, do I have a sore throat? And then you're like, fuck, do I have a sore throat? And it's like, no. But then you're like, well, I'm fucking breathing, like, like warm. Like, you know, like, when you have a fever or something, like, what the fuck's going on? And so... I don't know. I took a test like I do every week on fucking Sunday and uh, I'm waiting on the results, but I still, I'm like, I'm, I'm like uh, 80% positive. I don't have it, but it's always at 20% and you're just like, yeah. fuck dude, what if I have it? And then I got to like tell everybody that I've been around and you know, you start freaking out and then, yeah. It's funny. Know. Cause like I, I, when I got the, the girl was talking to me, like she was like, oh, so what, you, what symptoms do you have? And I told her like, oh no, I had a headache in my stomach and then the, my loss of taste, and I was like, I think it's just from the dental surgery I had this week. And she's like, Ah, you know, you know, you never know. I was like, Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for the encouraging words. Well, you don't right yeah, now. Yeah, no. like shit's just fucking skyrocketing. So it's like you don't know. And then yeah, then that plays with you because like I've been like thinking like how could I have got it? And it's like the only way I could have got it is like if I went when I went to my parents' pad like for yeah. Thanksgiving, like because this would be like the time when it like incubates. You know what I mean? Like. When symptoms would start showing, so it's like, fuck, did I get it from my cuñado, who was the only person I was sitting next to? And it's like, now I got to worry about him giving it to his kids. Or, yeah. You know, it's like, it's frustrating because then now I, like, I get, like, nervous, like, fuck, if I do have it. Like, I feel so ashamed to get it, you know, because I've <laughs> yeah. been so fucking vigilant. And it's uh-huh. like, fuck, dude, like, if I get it, it's like, oh, my God, what did I do? And it's like, I don't know. I just found out Frust- a bunch of people I know have it now. Really? Yeah. I found out yesterday. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, Thanksgiving. Like they got it from Thanksgiving, you know? Yeah, like fucks with your head big time, bro. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Because it's like, why did I go? I didn't have to go. <laughs> yeah. And so if I have it, it's like, fuck, I'm screwed. But I don't think I have it, dude. But then the other thing is like, what? well, you know, like, what if you have like the, what is it, the novel? You know, like the one that's like mutated or whatever? Oh, or yeah, like, yeah. Wait, did you say, did you say you took it already or are you you took it Sunday, right? Yeah, so I should either get the results either by like tonight or tomorrow. Oh, okay. So it's so it's yeah. taking longer now, huh? Oh, it takes way longer. Like I'm hoping I get it tomorrow, but like it's been taking it's been taking exponentially longer every time I go. Like every week it seems like it takes like longer. Like uh-huh. the first time I went, I got it the next day. I took it at nine and I got it like the next morning, like at fucking eight o'clock. Oh, okay. And then the week after that, it was like, oh, you get it at six o'clock, and it was like at six o'clock for a while, and then all of a sudden. After Thanksgiving, it took like three fucking days. Oh, wow. And I was like, fuck. And then now it's like, ah, shit. And then when I went, the guy, you know, the test tells you when you take it, like, it'll be two to three days till you get the results. And I'm like, all right, I guess. Like, that's fine. And then when I was, like, taking the test, you, like, give them your vial and shit. And the guy's like, all right, it'll be ready. Like, you'll get results in three to five days. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if I think I have it, I'm supposed to be quarantining, you know? It's like, fuck, should I I even go to work? Like, I got lucky with that rapid test. Yeah. That's, a fr- time, that's the first time I got tested, so it was like a whole new experience for me. It's just like, fuck, man. Like, why couldn't this... It's like frustrating. I just like... 
why couldn't the timeline be like three three weeks earlier because i feel like by january we'll have rapid testing where it'll be like twenty dollars yeah and we'll know within hours you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah definitely so i don't know well they said that they just approved like a in-home rapid test yeah but the fda just approved it or something like this past week That'd be crazy if we, like, deliver in-home rapid tests, you know what I mean? Like, if they just mandated that and there's, like, it'd be, like, your change of address. Like, I request a change of address and just deliver yeah. them. It's, like, what if you just, uh, uh, like, like request a fucking COVID test? Huh. Yeah. the um, It's weird because I guess, like, the, the rapid test is, like, you have, like, a card. And, like, you after you, you, sw- you swab your nose, they rub it on the card. And it's kind of like a preg- pregnancy test. Like, if it has two lines, it means you have COVID. But if it's just one line, you're, you're negative. That's weird. I'm, it was I'm weird assuming though. it's probably going to be the same way, like, if, if the, the at-home ones, you know? Yeah. It was weird, though. When I took the test this week, I will tell you this. What freaked me out when I took the fucking test this week that's never happened to me is, like, like I said, I felt like I had, like, a, like, slight fever, my sinuses and shit. And when I took the test, usually, like, I'm able to just stick the thing all the way back. And it's just, like, uh-huh. I can go all the way back to my head. And this week, it felt like everything was swollen. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. So, like, when I pushed back, I was like, it was kind of hard to get it back there. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, it freaked me out. It freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully I don't have it. If I do, I'm fucked. Either way, I blew up my back today again. So, <laughs> it really doesn't fucking matter at this point, dude. I feel like I'm falling apart, bro. It sucks, man. It's, uh, it's I don't know, dude. It sucks. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I feel like an old man is like, fuck, dude. This shit is frustrating. Fuck, dude. I fucking hate it. It's very scary. But, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, did you see watch anything this week? Uh yeah. Actually, I I finally saw that um that one movie, Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets. Oh, okay. Dude, it's so good, man. I liked it a lot. It's good, right? It's very good, man. <laughs> it's like really, really enjoyable. Like I just want to like, I wish it was like a TV show so I could watch it every week and just be with those people every week. You know? Did you read into it after? After I did, yeah. Cause I didn't want oh, okay. I didn't want to read anything into it before. Cause I remember, yeah. yeah like I would like I knew there was just like some like. There was something to read into, but then I just never wanted to, you know, before watching it. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, dude, it's like, it's so good, man. It's pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, it is. Like when you're, especially when you read the context of it after, you're just like, yeah. wait, what? So your mind gets blown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, it's awesome. I mean, I definitely recommend it to anybody. Like it's, it's, it's an easy hour and a half. It's just pretty much like this bar in Vegas is like their last, their last day to be open. And it's yeah. pretty much like everybody, like all the people that go there, it's like their home, you know, it's just like, yeah. And it's cool. It's like you see that like, everybody's showing up that day to to kind of like say their goodbyes and like celebrate like one last yeah, night, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. the bar's closing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as uh, for a teaser for our end of the year episode, we wanted to uh, list our top 10 favorite movies. And let's just say Blade Nose Empty Pockets is on my list. <laughs> it's on mine too, man. <laughs> it's tied with another movie, but it is on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I was like. Like right away, it hooked me, man. Like it was just—it was really good, huh? Yeah, really, really. It was good. one of those movies that, like, I had hear heard a lot of a lot of things about it, and Alamo was really pushing it at the time. And it was one of those things where, like, Alamo gets me sometimes. Like, it was like that with that one movie. I think it's called Big Brother. I haven't seen it, but like, where is it? Little Brother, the weird movie, like Napoleon Dynamite Brother movie. I don't know. I haven't seen that. But they send me emails sometimes and they're like, hey, we're doing like an early screening for it. And like they did that for Empty Nose Bloody Pockets and it was like a Q&A with the directors after. Oh, okay. And sometimes on a whim, I'll just be like, fuck it, dude. I have nothing else doing that night. So I remember when that came out, I watched it. And yeah, I was just like, wait, what? Like the only problem was uh, 
that Alamo app doesn't work on my Xbox or whatever, so I have to use it through. Uh, I have to watch it on my fucking laptop. So oh, that was the okay. only thing that I didn't like about it. It's just you know I had to watch it through my fucking laptop. Dude, there were so many like laugh out loud moments for me. Dude. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> funny, man. Like they had like that. There's like the one the guy. son get the son gets me the little kid when he comes around. Oh with his yeah, friends. yeah, that's so funny, man. They remind me of like Jane, Silent Bob, you know, like <laughs> just outside the bar. Yeah. That one dude, Ira, little, that dude, the Ira. little homie, the like main character who you like, you're, you oh, like, yeah, and yeah. then at the end of the night, he kind of like turns, he becomes like a fucking heel. You're just like, wait, what the yeah. fuck? You're an asshole. You try to sleep here, like fuck out of here. That's so funny, man. Yeah, there's yeah. a guy Ira in the beginning where he's just like fucked up in the. He's like early morning, and then like he's hanging out and he's like slurring his words and like he, he's so he's like stumbling everywhere, and then like the bartender <laughs> gets a phone call. And he's like, no way, really? He's like, all right, he's like, I, I'll handle it. He's like, Ira, you're supposed to be at work. That was your boss. He's just like, what? You know, he's like, not even there. He's so That's fucked right. up. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the next like five minutes, we're trying to help him into a cab to go to work because he can't. He can't like walk on his own. Yeah, <laughs> I would recommend people watching that. Don't read anything into it. Just go watch that fucking movie. It's like very fucking good. It's crazy, man. Uh, just seeing like how like how much a place like that means to some people. You know, like that's like their right. home, pretty much. Like they don't have family, so they just go there, and then everybody there is their family. It's crazy. Did you read into it? Did you read into it? Because I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, yeah. Because right? I feel like I would spoil it. Yeah, yeah. Well, not would spoil it, but I did read into it. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, it's crazy. You know, like because, like, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you off. I'll yeah. tell you off. Pod. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch anything else? No, that's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all I watched. <laughs> <laughs> you texted me and you were like have you seen mink and i thought you had watched it or no, gonna, I, gonna I was watch it? debating if i should watch it uh like if it's because we got something i think saraf texas after or something but like i what i wanted to ask was um was uh, if it's worth watching you know like um i definitely think it's worth watching um yes i definitely think it's worth watching um now is it like a not- is it a, a fincher style movie or like do you know it's him directing it like or is it like Oh, I th- I think so. I yeah. think you do. But it's one of those movies where it's like uh everybody's I feel like everybody's in a different movie and sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't, but everybody's just like going like gung-ho, balls to the wall. So every performance is like so not over the top, but like mad committed. So everyone's going for it in that movie. Is it like, I don't think that's a bad thing, is but it like an Oscar Oscar contender or no? Oh, I think so. I think it will. I think it will be. I think there's going to be a huge push because just the timing, the timing of it. Um, yeah, and I think that chick Amanda Seyfried will probably get uh, nominated for it. There's a really good she, – she does really good in one scene. It's like a walk and talk, and it's pretty fucking good. But, um, yeah, it's cool. It's like – especially if you're into that sort of like history of Hollywood and like uh, early Hollywood, you know, like Metro Goldwyn and Mayer and like uh, basically Orson Welles, Citizen Kane – all that shit, you know what I mean? Um, not the early studio system because it's like it's like forties, fifties, but when things were starting to turn over from the silent movie era, and it's like, uh, yeah, it's cool. Uh, uh, it paints a different light. It's like I've seen Citizen Kane so many fucking times that it's uh, when you watch Mank, it kind of like uh, right, like it kind of uh, connects the movie or like it, it it fills in the whole fills in the blanks. Okay, so I haven't seen Citizen Kane since I was a kid. You don't have to. Don't don't, don't watch to. that before. You don't have to. Okay. No, nah, you don't have to. It won't like nah, improve nah. it or nothing. It's just like you'll see the homages to it uh-huh. if you you know like if you notice it and stuff like that, and then little things you'll be like, oh, that's why he was an asshole in the movie. It's like oh, because okay. in this movie they portray that guy as like an asshole and like 
you know so uh yeah i think it's definitely worth a watch i know a lot of people like love it it's like it's and it and it's not a polarizing movie most people are like it's a good movie but a lot of people are like it's a good movie but it's not my favorite fincher movie oh okay it's no panic room, which right? makes sense <laughs> yeah it's no seven it's no panic room it's no i mean the thing is he makes he makes very unique movies and it's like very it's like uh it's rare that he makes a movie that's like an oscar contender so like i i think this is an oscar contender because he like makes such big genre fare or like it's like he makes weird movies man seven social network zodiac they're not like typical oscar movies you know Fight Club, I mean? yeah yeah exactly so it's like uh he's a unique guy um yeah he's unique um i saw that i saw uh the lost city of z i caught up on that i'd never seen it it's the james gray movie before he made ad astra oh, it's okay. with uh robert pattinson and charlie hunnam and it's kind of like uh the guy uh charlie hunnam plays this guy who's like ordered to go look for the lost city of z which is like about this uninhabited part of the world where uh they think like things are like special because of these tribes and shit and uh, yeah, it's like a two hour and 30 minute like Odyssey. And it's pretty damn good. I enjoyed it. I kind of liked it. <laughs> I kind of cool. dug it. <laughs> is, it how, is it like a few years old or is it pretty old? Uh, a few years old. Okay. So it's probably like two two years, I think 2018. Yeah, I've been wanting it. I've been trying to like get time to find uh, find time to see Ad Astra. Like it's on my list to see, but like I just keep, I don't know, for some reason it's just not, not happening for me. But like I want to watch it. Ad Astra is good for the first three quarters of the movie. And then the last quarter falls off. But um, to me, it reminds me so much of fucking Apocalypse Now, that fucking movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, There was a bunch of other movies I wanted to see that came out this week, but I didn't get to see. I wanted to see Nomadland, and I told you that that oh, shit yeah. fucking sold out. I don't know how that was possible, but I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it's I so crazy, up. dude, for an online or like a streaming movie to be sold out. Like, it does, it's weird. It's so frustrating. Like, I've been, I've been waiting for this fucking movie for, I want to say, almost a year and some change. Like... So she made a movie, I want to say two years ago, called The Writer, and that was like my favorite fucking movie of the year. Like, I uh-huh. fucking love that. Uh, this chick, uh, this woman, Chloe Zhao. Um, and like, I was so blown away by that fucking movie. And so I wanted to know, I wanted to see everything that she's ever made. And uh, she kind of made this movie right after that, like literally a couple months after it with Frances McDormand. And while this movie got finished, they announced that she was going to do the new Marvel movie, The Eternals, oh, with okay. the Kumail. Yeah, Angelina. And so the plan was this movie was supposed to come out a long time ago, but COVID, you know what I mean? So this movie's been kind of shelved, but it's been a movie that like people have been like, this is it. This is the movie. Like this is the this is the movie. The one that's going to get her out there. Like no. Yes. Like, okay. This is like her moonlight, you know what I mean? This yeah. is like a this could be a contender. So they've been pushing it for a long fucking time. And they've been teasing it like they've been moving the release date back and back and back, like when it's going to uh, release digitally. And then finally, they're like, oh, well, to qualify it for this year's Oscar, we're going to re- release it for a week at the Lincoln Center, the film at Lincoln Center online digitally. See, all this I knew. I didn't uh-huh. know that these were time tickets. So I had I known that I would have looked into it. I didn't look into it because I figured like all releases is just like, oh, it'll be ready for a week. Like I saw that Dash No documentary um through the same website and it wasn't like that it was just like okay uh you can buy tickets all all week you know what i mean yeah and this one it was like it's gonna be on sale from 7 to 11 on friday and that'll be for the rest for the whole week like you can buy showings for the whole fucking week it was one showing a day and it sold out i mean it sold out instantly that's crazy man that's weird 
Yeah, so it's like frustrating. Yeah, it is definitely for like buzz, Oscar contender buzz. Like they, you know, there's a huge reason they're doing that. But I've just heard such good things about it. And her last movie was so gnarly. And what I've heard about this movie is fucking good. And people are like, this movie could catapult her and be like, oh, like the the industry needs to take notice. You know what I mean? Because like, she could have like a Ryan Coogler style career where yeah. it's like, you know, she made the writer with nobodies. Now she's making this like real intimate movie with Frances McDormand. And all of a sudden, it's like she's making a Marvel movie, and it's like yeah. if the Marvel movie hits, then it's like definitely she's like Ryan Coogler two point you know. Uh-huh. And yeah, I don't know. I was really fucking bummed about it, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, do they have no no future plans for the release right now, or is it like it'll come out next year in February? February? Oh, okay. Yeah, and they're like mad. Sh- they're mad strict. I'd never seen that before, but like on the digital where you buy the tickets, it says like we you know we've taken like precautions for people not to record this. Like they're watermarked, everything's watermarked. Oh, you only okay. have a three hour period to watch the movie. Crazy. It's like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fucking crazy. That's probably um, why it's sold out then because they didn't want any like, you know, just a limited number. I guess. I guess more people to watch it if you don't have plans to release it for a while. Like, you know, more people could rip it or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, ah, oh, man, I want to see it so bad, dude. I fucked up. I just wasn't paying attention. You fucked um, up, man. I fucked up. And then I know Black Bear <laughs> came out this week, but I haven't seen it. That's that yeah, came that out on good. Amazon. I want to see that. Yeah, they got uh Christopher Abbott's in it, and I want to fucking see it. But god damn it, uh, I just got too lazy today. Uh, but I did see. You forgot the, see, the the goddess Aubrey what? Plaza. Yeah, she's in it. She's also in it. Correct. That's like her her starring vehicle. It looks weird. It looks crazy. It looks like uh. The trailer's so unique. Yeah, it's just no. like It throws you for your loop. You're yeah, just it's like, like wait, you, do, what? you don't know. You're confused. Like it's just cool. Like, like yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a mystery of how the movie's actually gonna be when you watch it. Yeah, because when they're watching it, it's like, oh, it like first starts off. It's like, uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, where it's like, the, you know, they're like, this girl gets away. She meets this couple, and it's like you think, oh, they're gonna have like a menage a trois or something, and then all of a sudden, like her house lights go on, and then they show like a camera crew, and you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. And then it's just like she starts talking like, oh, we're gonna film my life, and you're just like, wait, what's going on? Like it's so fucking odd. Yeah. And then it does seem like there is some sort of like romantic dynamic between the three main uh, main characters, but you don't really know if it's staged or if it's in her head, and I don't know it looks odd <laughs> in a good way. Uh, but those are movies I wanted to see. I didn't get to see them. Uh, the other movies I got to see this week are technically it's not a it's a it's a one off, but people can consider it a movie. It's gonna bridge the gap between season one and two of Euphoria. But uh, Euphoria, the first runoff, one off, and uh, the two off, the first of the one, the first of the two off <laughs> episodes uh, got released this past week. Uh, When's the other one get released? Place. The other one's in January, January twenty fourth. And uh, yeah, they they recorded it. Or they filmed it during COVID, and it's pretty damn good. I like hate to say it because it's like really hard for me to be like uh, when white people write for people of color. It's like hard for me to be like to look past that. But it's it's good. The dialogue is fucking good. It's really fucking yeah. good. It takes place in a diner. It's just a basically uh, two person thing where they just go back and forth, and the whole episode is them in a diner. Like that's the whole fucking episode, and it's pretty fucking good. Like pretty fucking amazing and it basically touches on how we all feel right now and about the government and it's kind of cliche and tropey but it fucking works it like it hit the nail right on the head for how people feel right now um i've heard uh different things people are like i don't like it because it's like it just a whole a whole episode where they're just talking in a cafe but kind of like pandering kind of good man it's fucking good yeah his uh yeah what's his name uh 
it's Barry Levinson's kid, Sam Levinson. I think it's Sam. You know, he made Assassination Nation and uh, he made that show Euphoria and it's fucking good, man. This kid's a fucking wonder kid. Like, I get it. Nepotism is a bitch, but man, this kid's talented. And it's crazy, you know, his story is like classic Hollywood kid. Like, you know, rich kid of uh, a famous director got fucked over. Not, didn't get fucked over. He got fucked up. Like, was a severe, a severe drug addict. And, uh, you know, in rehab, wrote, like, Euphoria and uh, came out, directed it, and fucking blew people fucking away. Crazy. You know? Who's, who's so his dad? Like, who is... Uh, the director's dad? Oh, Barry Levinson. Uh, he directed, like, uh, Diner. Um, damn, did he direct... I, I know his uh, name is very Rain familiar. Man? Fuck. Uh, very famous director, but uh, Barry Levinson um, did a bunch of famous movies. He did Rain Man, Walked, Wag the Dog, Good Morning Vietnam, Correct. Diner... Yeah. yeah, a lot of them. Classic movies, uh, very well-respected director. Um, and yeah, I mean, his son is like, yeah, if you look into the story of his son, you're just like, what? Like, <laughs> so cliche, but it, he's fucking good. He's talented. Um, oh, he made and Bugsy. Then the last movie, that's what? Good. He made Bugsy and Sleepers, the two good movies. Oh, Sleepers. Oh, yeah. Sleepers is so, that's one of my favorite, all-time it's good, favorites. Man. It's like one that people, that, like nobody's ever seen. And you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> the star power in that movie is fucking he, I get he, it, though. The, also, the subject matter is dark. He also made Envy, the one with um, Jack Oh, Black. the poop? With the poop, the yeah. poop? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And then the last movie I saw, uh, I was going to text you, but I didn't know if you would dig it. Uh, but I dig text Ralph. Uh, I fucking love this movie. Uh, I just got Amazon Prime, so I've been like just running through the fucking catalog and Amazon Prime shows and movies that I've never seen. Yeah. So like, uh, there's this movie called Chemical Hearts on uh, Amazon Prime, and it's uh, it's like a teen romantic comedy. Oh yeah. Or romantic drama, and uh, I like the kid in it. He's also a kid from uh, Euphoria. But he came out in that movie with Ben Stiller called Brand, Brad Status, I think. He's like a bit character actor. Comes out in like The Kings of Summer. But uh, he plays a main character. And it's a really fucking good movie. Like, I really enjoyed it. It's like, can be cliche at sometimes. But if you like movies like uh, The Spectacular Now or Love, Simon, um, Easy A, shit like that. Like, yeah. it's in that same bracket. And I really fucking enjoyed it. I was like really blown away by it. <laughs> Like, looking at my list of, like, movies that I like this year, I was, like, looking at it, I was, like, fuck, do I put this on there? Because I really enjoyed it. It's like, really uh, Is it, like, good. Perks of Being a Wallflower kind of, like? Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah, in that same genre of movie. Yeah. Yeah, and, it looks uh, good. Yeah. I, I remember seeing the trailer. It looks good. Yeah, I saw the trailer a long time ago, but I didn't have Amazon at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I got it. And, yeah, it was, like, it was one of those movies where I put on, and I was, like, yeah, I have low expectations, but I was, like, hooked. Within the first 15 minutes, I was, like, phone down in it, like, <laughs> And that's rare for me to do nowadays, especially if I'm like watching it in my room, you know, like, but I was hooked. I was yeah. Like, Man, this is good. Like I said, it gets a little uh, tropey and cliche, you know, like the teen cliches, but like it follows the beats of like, you know, fall in love, fall out of love. Got to oh, get you okay. back. Yeah. But it doesn't end, it doesn't end like a typical uh, teen drama. So I think it's good. I enjoyed it. I definitely recommend it if people want to watch it. Cool. But cool. Um, yeah, I saw a bunch of other movies, but uh, nothing not worth, not would, worth like, mentioning. Recommend. What's that? So they weren't mer worth mentioning? Nah, that or like their older movies. Yeah. Like movies that like I've already seen. Like I this week I ran through the uh the Lord of the Rings trilogy just to watch it. But I, mean, I, I wanna seen those. I know, I wanna get the their four K Blu rays. Like I've only seen I don't the, know, man. Like I like watched it and it wasn't as good. The only one I really the only one I really enjoyed was uh Return of the King, which is the last one. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite one. 
But uh, a lot of people like the Two Towers, which is the middle one. Yeah. What do you like better, the, yeah. the Hobbit or the Hobbit series or the Lord of the Rings series? Oh, the Lord of the Rings by far. The Lord oh, of the okay. Rings is like there's no there's no comparison. The Hobbit was trash. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like a fan edited one where it like condenses like the first two movies into like a three hour movie where you can just like watch that instead of like sitting oh, there for okay. nine fucking hours. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> each one's like three and a half hours and like three hours at well, least. Well, that's the other thing. Like. You can get the extended. I don't oh, know if they, they no, have dude. like the extended. Those are like twelve hours. That's Nobody, like the twelve hour box set. Nobody's got time that's for that. All, dude. That's all. That's all. That's all movie. That's not extras. Like the theatrical. I have the theatrical release. Uh huh. Like the ones you saw in the theater. Yeah. I don't need to see the backstory no, no, of fucking no, Legolas yeah. fighting an arrow or some shit, dude. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so even with that, the I think the Return of the King is like three hours thirty minutes. The last Damn, one is like dude. fucking epic, bro. It's like fucking Lawrence of Arabia status. <laughs> Hey, so but, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I wanted to uh, talk to you about that HBO Warner Brothers merger thing. Correct. I saw some other good shows on HBO Max. Yeah, I'm addicted to HBO Max too. Shout out HBO, <laughs> did you, HBO you Max. You just got that dog. too. <laughs> What's that? I mean, did you just get that one too, or have you had that? No, I've had that. I had I had that since the beginning because I have HBO Go. Oh, okay, yeah. And they just give it to you. So yeah, I I have it. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you want? What did you say? Go ahead. Oh yeah, so about the HBO Max uh, Warner Brothers merger thing, I just want to know your thoughts, dude, because it's it's freaking crazy, man. Uh, how they, uh, my what? thoughts my thoughts are that the this has been this has been for me this is a long time coming like this has been a long time coming even my dad has seen it it's just like the typical movie experience as we know it is gone it's gone it's gone this was this just accelerated it i thought it was gonna be a slow death but this this was it covid like killed it it's done uh-huh. like there may be movie theaters after we get don't don't give me i'm not gonna be fucking i'm not gonna be uh super negative but there will be movie theaters there will be i guarantee it um oh, so, so as, as a background Definitely. real quick as a background so everybody knows pretty much hbo max is like hbo's new streaming service and um they're pretty much like they're they're like are they owned by warner brothers or so this is what happened because so i know at&t bought hbo right and warner brothers correct so this is what happened right so the backstory is uh you know there's all these streaming services now like that's it we've gone to the point of streaming like um you know there's hulu there's netflix there's criterion there's movie there's voodoo there's you know there's a million and so hbo was trying to do that hbo uh tried to do that on top of hbo go so they were offering you can buy hbo uh and their library uh specifically and you can do that. And then they came out with something called HBO Max. Now, when HBO Max came out, it did horrible. Yeah, bad. It's still doing horrible. So, in a last ditch, in a last, in a last ditch effort this year, everybody thought that they were like, "Hey, you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna go for the gold. We're gonna release Wonder Woman 1984 in December, and that's gonna be our big rollout. That's gonna be our Mandalorian. Disney Plus had yeah. this huge title that like makes people want to sign up for it." HBO Max didn't necessarily have that. They just were just like, we have a huge library, you know, we have exclusive shows. But if I'm sure if you don't talk to if you talk to the normal person, they're not gonna know what shows are on exclusive to HBO Max. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not like Disney Plus. You're like, you know, the fucking is the Simpsons on Disney Plus? Yeah, all 35 seasons. <laughs> like the, the Simpsons. Simpsons is on Disney Plus. Mandalorians on Disney Plus. Dude, you know, all you the get Disney movies. movies on Disney Pix- Plus. All Pixar movies. It's crazy. M- Mulan was you know got released on yeah. there. So like. There's this, the, the, you know, they were making a play, which everybody thought was, you know, they're going to release Wonder Woman, a movie that's a huge blockbuster that's supposed to be in theaters. And you know what? They were like, fuck it. We're going to release it in December. Now, that was what everybody thought. OK. Then they get bought out. 
they get bought out by AT&T, which is what service? It's a telephone service, correct? Yep. And what is the main, uh, not the main, but how do, how, do, how, do, how do cellular services make their money? Selling internet. Data. Yeah, selling. Selling internet, internet selling data. So AT&T was like, hey, you know what? You know what would be really fucking smart? This year is fucked. Our timeline for getting back into theaters is not looking good. At the earliest, it's going to be either June or July of next year. At the earliest. And this is talking nationwide because there are still theaters uh, here and there that are open. Yeah. But they're saying nationwide, did you know, back to normal. The earliest is going to be June, July. Uh, Two things. They don't think that the (laughs) theater can survive that, like the theater industry can survive that. And three, they got smart and they were just like, you know what? Uh, we can capitalize on the back end of like subscribers, like a Netflix, if we take our full slate of Warner Brothers movies, or take the full slate of Warner Brothers movies, and buy them. And so we release a movie. They have fourteen movies on that slate. If we release a movie every fucking month for the next year, that means we can get a ton of subscribers because we're gonna have these huge fucking movies. They're gonna release simultaneous with the fucking movies in theaters. And so that's their play. Their play is they want you to watch these shit on streaming devices. Everything mobile. That's how they sell their fucking data, you know. So yeah, that's the big picture. Now, what what do I think of that? Hold on, let, let I, me let me tell you the movies that that are coming out through correct. through HBO Max. And before this, HBO Max didn't even have 4K or Adobe Atmos or none of the cool shit. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, that's another issue why I think it, their service sucked and nobody bought it because like their bit rate for like their streaming just sucked. Like their video did not look good. You know? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, these are the the movies coming out in 2021 with them. At no additional price, nothing. Just you just get these for fourteen ninety nine a month. You know, so at li- first. Oh, is that what they said? Yeah, I think it's gonna be like a ladder. I think it's gonna go up. I think it's gonna go up exponentially. I mean, that's the only way they're gonna make money in the long end. So it's the little things with Denzel Washington, uh, the Tom and Jerry movie, uh, the Many Saints of Newark, uh, Reminiscence, Godzilla versus Kong, which is a huge movie. The, the new uh-huh. Conjuring movie, which I mean, usually makes a shitload of money. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The height in the Heights, which was like supposed to make them a bunch of money in the theaters, that was like really hyped up. Um, yeah, the Lin Manuel Miranda movie. Yeah, uh, they've the been musical. advertising that for over a year already. The new yep. Space Jam movie. Correct. The, the new Suicide Squad, which was projected to be like huge, huge dude. Dune, which is like one yeah, of the most anticipated movies. Which is basically movies. the most anticipated movie of next year, or it was supposed to be of this year. And uh, yeah, and then King Richard with Will Smith. I guess he plays uh, uh, what's the Serena Williams' dad or something. Yes, yes, yes. The dad of the uh, the Williams twins. Then the Judas and the Black Messiah, which looks really, really good. Which is about Fred Hampton. Uh huh. The, the new Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, which is another IP. It's basically a ton of IP they're releasing. Uh huh. Then uh, those who wish me dead, which is um, the people from the what, what's that uh, Avengers movie. What are they? Uh, uh, Hawkeye and uh, the Scarlet Witch. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. So th- yeah, so they're teaming up again in that one. Um, oh, okay. Then uh, Cry Macho, which is a Clint Eastwood movie, and then yeah. Malignant, <laughs> Malignant, which is James Wan's new movie. James Wan's dude, which would have yeah. which is said to be really awesome, dude. And then to top it all off, the new Matrix movie, yeah. which is huge, right? So this is like yeah, crazy, so. like groundbreaking, like insane. You so know? you could argue that basically a quarter of that slate is like huge blockbusters that basically are going to net. We're supposed to net them the, a majority of their money next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least four of those movies are top tier, tentpole, blocks, blockbuster movies 
that you know we're gonna be huge and they're gonna be getting released on a streaming service now they're saying that you know they're gonna get released on a streaming service for, for a month uh or a month or something like that and it will be in the theater as well so they're hoping that like uh diehard fans will go you know watch it in the movie theater and want a movie theater experience that's great um but it's just getting easier and easier to watch it online and it's becoming the normal like uh two years ago you would have been like ah, it's so hard for me to watch a movie and concentrate at home now uh tv's getting better uh sound system's getting better people are like fuck it i will stay at home um the big thing this year was like you know uh when people were the people were hypothetically like, you know, if No Time to Die comes out this year or Tenet came out this year earlier in the year when it's supposed to, what would you pay for VOD? And, you know, people are like, I would pay $100. Yeah, because you have, you figure like, nothing. it's like tickets are 18 bucks now and then you have a family of five, you know what I mean? So it's like. It pays for itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, what are my thoughts on this whole thing? My thoughts are it fucking sucks. I hate it. Um, and yeah, I think it's the death of the theater experience as we know it. Now, am I the exception of the rule? Definitely. Are you the exception of the rule? Definitely. Yeah. But it's frustrating, you know, like AMC, the AMC experience is probably gone. Like I want to say that AMC will, a lot of them will close and just like, there won't be one in every fucking city. There might be ones in big major cities, but there are no. repertory LA, cinemas yeah. are always going to be open because those are uh, privately funded or publicly funded. And, you know, for the most part, people want to go to those and who people who go to those will spend money. But, um, yeah, it might become more IPIC, more Alamo uh, Draft House, house yeah. movies, Alamo Draft House Lamley's. type theaters. Yeah. Lamley's where not even Lamley. Lamley is uh, considered a repertory theater and that's privately owned. And so it's like. I don't know if they'll survive. I would like yeah. to think so because people that go there are, you know, huge fans of it. But like, I don't know. Will they will they close too? Like, will the Glendale Lamley still be open? I don't know. That's a smaller one, you know. Will the fucking North Hollywood three be be open? I don't know. They're in affluent areas, so maybe they will. But it's frustrating, man. Like, it's very frustrating. Like, I thought this would be a slow death, but COVID just exacerbated everything and. Yeah, it sucks, man. Like, there will be no theater. Like, it's not going to be the same. Yeah, no, you it sucks, I mean? man. Like, my grandpa was like, that's like, he loved going to, every week he went to the theater, you know? So then, yeah. same thing, he took my dad every week, and then my dad took me. It's just like a thing, dude. Like, it's it's like, I don't know. It's just, nothing beats the theater experience to me. You know? And it doesn't. Like, and you know what? I want to say that, you know what? Maybe people are going to be mad hungry when COVID lifts and when we get out of this. And people are just like, you know, there's just going to be such a hunger for it that, like, maybe they will survive. But I just think that I just think that this is this made it too easy for people to be lazy. And that's not bad. You know what? You know, I'm like I said, I'm the exception of the rule that they, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be home and watch it. It's safer. It's more more convenient. I get all that. But um, I hold the movie theater experience like uh, in such high regard. That's like that, that's that's a, a very sacred place to me. um so it's like it's frustrating um yeah i mean i used to enjoy that ritual of going to the movie theater and like you know i used to have a ritual i pick my movie uh run in the movie theater uh maybe buy some food you know you're chilling 15 10 minutes before the movie theater and just like relaxed like you get in the mood to watch a fucking movie you're in the headspace and like that's gonna be gone dude and then like the crowd experience like watching movies with like a crowd of people like I mean, you could watch it with your family, but there's nothing like just 300 other people there, you know, like cheering yeah. along or like, 
you, a lot of times you can feel that tension like in horror movies and stuff you know watch like, yeah, i have I have yeah. a clip here dude it's um pretty like from a clip from the avengers like the crowd reaction like when that movie was out dude it's crazy man like i remember watching that movie and like my, my the theater i was in had like the same reaction it was like dude like, it was like goosebumps you know what i mean watching that with movie. the hammer right yeah, well, yeah, this is, like, when, um, so the the clip I'm going to play is, like, when, I think it's Captain America, is, like, he's pretty much done for, you know, and then he gets that call, you know, from one of his, one of his partners, and then, like, everybody starts showing up. Oh, God. Watch out, here it is, I'll play it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, when I remember when I went to go see it in Pasadena, it was gnarly. But see, to me, my biggest thing about the movie theater is like, uh, like that's great. I love that when you have that communal experience and you go to a horror movie and people are jumping, or you know, you go see an old movie that you've seen a million times. Like I, you know, when you go to like the New Beverly and you've seen, I've seen, we've seen Heat a million fucking times. When you watch the fucking bullet thing and you can see the people like get as excited as you when you're watching the shootout in fucking downtown, you know, like yeah. it, you, you get geeked, but it's like, to me, the thing that's always been so sacred about it is like going to that movie theater and being like with two, three other people that have never seen a fucking movie. And you go walk, you stumble into Thunder Road, you stumble into the writer, you stumble into Roma, like, and you watch this fucking movie and it's like, this is life changing cinema. Like this is, this is what cinema is made for. Not necessarily the huge IP, not necessarily, you know, the the big blockbuster, but it's like, this is it. Like, for somebody, for four, for fucking ten people to connect with the director and be like, this is it. I want, I connect with his work. You know, that, that that's all he wanted, that yeah. person, you know. And so, to me, that's like, I find that so fucking sacred and heartbreaking that I don't know if that's going to be there anymore. You know what I mean? I don't know if me going to see Assassination Nation with one person, with like two other people in the movie theater and being like, wait, what the fuck? Like, why aren't more people watching this going to happen anymore? And uh, that makes me emotional and that makes me sad. But uh, that's just that's just where we're at. That's where we're at. COVID exacerbated everything. It's frustrating. Like this, this sped up the process. This was supposed to be like a, <laughs> this is supposed to be a 10, 15 year process of like, you know, uh, movie theaters not making enough money. And it's like, dude. I don't know if like half the movie theater is going to make it out of this, dude. We're looking at another fucking four months at least. Yeah, at least. And it's like, fuck, dog. Like, Well, the the good scary, thing bro. about this, well, there's some light at the end of the tunnel because um, I guess this week after they announced it, like you know, more articles have been coming out. And Legendary Entertainment, they, um, they're going to sue them. They're, they're going to get their lawyers together and sue them because they said that they put up 75% of the money for Dune and Congress's Godzilla. And yeah. they had no talks with Warner Brothers be- before them doing this, so they just they found out the same day everybody else did. So pretty that's much fine. It doesn't matter. Like legend, a lot of these like a lot of those smaller people that are like, coming out and being like, "We're going to sue them." They're gonna. They may not make it through it, dog. They were they were counting on a lot of these movies to make them through, like Anna Perenina, like shit like that. Like 
you know, Adam Perrin is like uh, filed for bankrupt, like bankruptcy, like two times already. Yeah. It's like you can't go against Warner Brothers, dog. Like and then, <laughs> they got and all then the who, money. Who's the, now they got the AT and T monies. Then the the golden child of of Warner Brothers is Christopher Nolan, you know. And yeah, uh, they could give a fuck about Christopher Nolan. I don't know, man. They said that that they he's made them so much money. You know what I mean? He's the one that's keeping them afloat before. And he came out and said pretty much he's done with Warner Brothers. Like he yeah. pretty much said that they were one of the best movie studios to work for. And one of the best videos out there, and then overnight they just became the worst streaming service. And he said, "I get that, I get that, but you know what? You know what's scary is that in ten, five to ten years, like uh, in the trend that we're going, it's like not necessarily like it's going to be rare that a director gets a fucking film made, like or like gets people in the theater. It's going to be fucking rare because we're just like so IP driven. Like you already seen the slate for this fucking year. It's all IP. It's all intellectual property. It's all shit that like people know are going to make fucking money. Suicide Squad, Godzilla, like." You know, like at this point, it's like, can you make an original idea? Can you? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking yeah. know anymore. He was saying that that they didn't tell any, any of the directors, any of the actors, producers. Nobody knew that this was going to happen. But they don't have. They don't owe them anything. But what he's what he's implying is like nobody's going to want to work for them anymore. Like so, pretty much like. Uh, <laughs> and then AMC is also saying like they're going to start suing too because it pretty much goes against their agreements because they didn't talk to AMC either or any yeah. of the you know. So it's like. AT&T came and just kind of fucked everybody over. The the artists, the people that play their movies, you know, at the theaters, and then, like, their big-time directors and, like, the other studios that are, are funding the movies for them, you know? So it's going to be crazy. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, like, if this is even going to happen, you know? I mean, unless they, they have the, the crazy lawyers that wrote everything up and had all these back-ends where, like, these other movie studios that put up the yeah. money for them. Because Legendary is saying that they're going to get screwed because they put up 75% of the money. But now what's happening is AT&T is pretty much seeing that they're taking these movies as a loss but because of COVID. But what's really happening is people they're just trying to get people to sign up for their long-term service. So they're just doing the same, oh, we're going to take this as a loss this year. But at the same time, it's like, well, people that put the money up for Dune and, and uh, King Kong are like expecting some type of theater money. You know, They were expecting that money back, and now they can't yeah. get that money back because this is what they're doing. You know, So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't know. It's going to be weird. Yeah, they're pulling the whole force majeure clause where it's like, you know, like an act of God has caused them to lose money on this. So they're just going to take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And AT&T is a um, shit company, dude. I, I, I never liked them. <laughs> it doesn't matter, dog. They, they're the internets, bro. They fucking have all the monies. <laughs> anymore, dude. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the dude from Tesla. Um, uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. He's, he's launching all those satellites up there. We're going to get free internet soon. That fool's a fucking idiot. But I was um, <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> an idiot, dude. He's like the, one of the smartest guys around. He's like horrible, dude. He just made money off PayPal. That's how he became rich, dude. Fuck that idiot. <laughs> you uh, haven't seen you haven't seen all of his space launches and all of his satellites and all that. He got didn't he just get those guys on the in the space station like with his own rocket like privately funded rocket got to the space station. That's pretty. It's pretty so cool, who man. Who cares, dog? Who cares, bro? <laughs> Take care of the fucking homeless problem in the oh fucking US. Oh my god! Okay, US. He, he took the blue pill right before the podcast again. <laughs> How much you fucking take care of that, dude? You take care of uh, all the fucking sex trafficking. You take care of all the fucking uh, unadopted kids. You son of a bitch, he is, dude. He, he's trying to get us on Mars so we can send all the homeless to Mars. <laughs> that's, that's Where'd his... you hear this, Jerry? <laughs> I don't even listen to him anymore, dude. After he went to Spotify. Ah. I don't fuck with Spotify, oh. man. I'm done. 
Oh, I mean, sorry. No, no, no. They're, they're who hosts our podcast. I take that back. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Edit that out. Get the interns on it. Mark that. Get the interns on it. <laughs> yeah, but it sucks, man. I mean, like I said, I just can't keep her. I, I just like, I feel like I'm uh, banging the same uh, point over and over. But yeah, I'm just bummed that I think that the movie theater experience as we used to know it is uh, gone. And uh, for me and you, that's okay because we live in Los Angeles, and you know, yeah, we're we always, can go we're, to we're always repertory have a, cinemas. We're always gonna have we're a place always, to go. Yeah, correct. We're always gonna, and if that means we gotta drive thirty minutes to go see a movie every fucking week, then that's fine. It's thirty minutes. That's not a big deal, you know. Um, but yeah, it sucks for everybody else. It sucks for, like you said, you wanted to bring up that like this is gonna cause like relationships to like never form. You know, we met because of the movie theater, and it's yeah. like you know, are they gonna be lowering staff? There's not gonna be as many people that are gonna be working at these movie theaters. So, you know, those relationships that we made are definitely not gonna happen. But that's just that's nature. But yeah, I'm just more bummed that people are not going to be able to go to the movie theaters in uh, fucking Texas, in fucking Arkansas, that, like, you know, rely on that shit. Um, the kids that don't didn't grow up in California or New York or Chicago, you know, and it's, uh, it's a bummer. It's a fucking bummer. But, uh, yeah. There, there is major cities in Texas, just to let you know. Yeah, I know. I, when I said Austin. it, I was like, yeah, Texas is fucking, <laughs> like, as big as California. I'm an idiot. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see this year. I kind of have a feeling like halfway through they're gonna pull it and just be like, "All right, this isn't working. We're gonna we're gonna." No, do I think I think it's gonna work. I think it's gonna work. I mean, because their plan is they're gonna be rolling out a new movie every month, so that's how they get subscribers. Is like the only way you can watch this movie, or the only way uh, that you would want to watch this movie at home is like we're gonna stretch this out and release a new uh, tempo movie every fucking month. You know what I mean? So yeah. you can like watch it. Uh, Basically, the Mandalorian on steroids, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to work. I think it's going to work. But I have hope that maybe I'm fucking wrong. And, like I said, maybe people are, like, starving for the theater experience that when covid subsides that people are just gonna be like uh so what it's on this streaming service like i haven't been to a movie theater and i want to fucking watch it we're gonna be thirsty dude and, we're gonna be out there man and they're gonna be thirsty and maybe people maybe that's gonna change everything and maybe that'll save the fucking movie theaters maybe maybe amc is just like listen we've been a global fucking theater experience free for years and we need money and they fucking you know yeah ask for donations uh petitions i don't know Maybe I'm just being cynical, like Mitch always is, but that's just how I feel. Um, it's yeah, just how he feels, people. That's how he feels. That's how I feel, brethren. All right. Well, anyway. But yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Back, uh, on a positive note. Yeah. Uh, so we got a we got a Christmas episode coming up that we're we're planning and. All right. So do. let's break it down. So we have a Christmas episode that we are planning to do with a special guest, uh, with our best friend, uh, uh, Ralphie. That we want to, we're going to get him on the pod and we're going to kind of like uh, ask him about his side of the story on a lot of these stories that we've talked about. So you can get an outsider's perspective on all the shit we're talking about and he can call us on our bullshit yeah. so you can hear about all the lies we've told. Um, they're not lies. They're just, they're just mis- misremembered, re- misrememberings. <laughs> and uh, Ralphie's got a lot of stories. He's got a lot of good stories. Every time we talk to him, he always brings up shit that I'm like, holy shit, I totally forgot about that. But uh, that'll be a live one, like our Thanksgiving one. We're going to do that, like, uh, socially distance uh, in Ruben's backyard. Uh, hopefully my work doesn't get too crazy and I can do that still. 
But um, yeah, that's that. So the plan is we got that episode. We also have a end of the year episode where we want to uh, give our 10 best movies that we've seen so far in the year because uh, we didn't get into it. But a lot of these movies got shelved that were supposed to be like Oscar contenders that are going to be coming out early next year, which is fucking frustrating. Um, but yeah, a lot of these movies, it's like they were supposed to come out this year. There'd be Oscar contenders. Uh, they like released at festivals and that festival run, uh, lets them get considered as uh, Oscar, Oscar, uh, worthy movies. But, uh, I hate the Oscars. I hate the Academy and that's a long, another long story, but just a lot of the good <laughs> movies that I like, I thought are going to be great, uh, or that could be on the list are not going to be on the list. So like we, like I said, it'll be, uh, what we've seen so far. Um, but yeah, we have that episode and then, uh, we may have a wallet episode, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to throw that one in there. And we, I don't know if we'll ever release that or record that because it's like so much bad juju. Um, because we were bad young men. Other than that, I think we might have a couple other episodes. Um, but the the format's gonna be changing and it's gonna be like this a lot more, where we might have just like random topics or we talk about a movie. Um, but it's gonna be a lot more free flowing. We will always touch on stories that we've had. Uh, in the past, we may even go to stuff after the movie theater, um, but it was around that same time of our adolescence. Uh, but we're always going to be nostalgic. We're the Run Nostalgia podcast. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and then I we might, we're thinking about doing uh, watch alongs too. Like we'll watch a movie and then like pretty much talk over it. Like just me and him will watch the movie, so you guys could like watch the movie with us. Yeah, like a commentary. Yeah, so that, that should be you cool. know get That'd be get fun. stoned and watch Step Brothers like every other person does. It, you know. <laughs> I have some like, good. I, I've been thinking about like, dude, we should watch that one movie, Bl- uh, Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets, and get like really fucked up. And like, if we're at the bar with them, oh my god, that'd, that'd be, be cool. Great. Huh? That'd be great, dude. That would be cool. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, but yeah, like like we said, where the format's gonna be changing, um, we're gonna try to push it as much as we can uh, to keep this in the same format before the end of the year. And by the end of uh, by the beginning of new the next year, it's gonna be. Uh, what we basically like roll into that format that we're going to constantly keep. Um, so yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Hopefully you guys like it. Uh, like comment, subscribe, all this bullshit, yeah, whatever stay safe we do. Out there. I had a lot of fun this episode. I kind of got a little sad because <laughs> movies might be uh, disappearing as we know it, but that is life. Uh, what are you going to do? All I can do is support movie theaters that I enjoy going to. That's all you guys can do. That's all Ruben can do. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that's going to be it for this episode and we will see you guys when we see you or see you at another time. All right, later. <laughs> later. Oh.